Thank you, Lord. I just, man, just the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. I'm going to ask my dad to come grab a mic, and he's going to share five or ten minutes about what he did this morning at the nine o'clock. We did a nine o'clock with uh, those that were 65 or what you consider at an at-risk uh, category, and uh, I know it was a good word, and I think it was a word that was for everybody, not just for, not just for the nine o'clock. Take as long as as much time as you want. Oh, amen. Boy, it's good to be back in church, and and you know who's enjoying this more than we are? God. I really felt like it this morning. He said he is just tickled pink to have his children all come together. You know. Jesus said, we are in this world, but we are not of it. And so all this garbage that's been going on, if you are born again by the Spirit of God, you live in a safe place. We've got the Word, the name, and the blood of Jesus. And I'm telling you, they never, ever fail. Psalms 89, 34 makes this statement by God. I will never break my covenant of love that I have towards you, nor will I alter one word that proceeds out of my mouth. So every word of God is his covenant, and it is true. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Blessed are you among many peoples. Blessed is the nation that calls God their Lord. We live in a blessed nation. You know, I'm thinking of the disciples early in Jesus' ministry, and and, uh, they were in a boat, and the coronavirus came up. And it looked like they were all going to die. And they hollered out to Jesus. Has anybody been hollering out to Jesus lately? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they said, Lord, don't you care that we perish? Well, of course he cares because he doesn't want you to perish. And so Jesus stood up and with his finger pointed at coronavirus. Listen to what I'm saying this morning. Pointed his finger at the coronavirus and he said, peace, be still. And the Bible says that the peace came immediately. Hallelujah. Folks. There's more going on inside of us than you can ever imagine. We have the promises of God wrapped up in his word for us. And there's a lot of stuff going on, but I don't know about you, but for me, this has been a great time for the church. The church is stronger today than we've ever been. Our faith, we've built on our faith. Amen. The Bible says faith worketh patience. And I'm telling you, this ain't the worst thing that we'll ever see. This is not the worst thing that we'll ever see. According to 2 Timothy 3, in the last days, everybody say last days. In the last days, perilous times are going to come. That word perilous means there's nothing been like it ever before. And it's going to be because of man and how man thinks and the selfishness of man and his ego and his pride and his... uh, uh, calling good evil and evil good, and, and the whole enchilada there is, is what's going to happen in the last days. But I like what verse 14 says. 
This is it. This is our security. This is what is kept. That's why we're in church today. Because Paul said, continue. Everybody say continue. Now, see, that doesn't mean every once in a while. Continue in that which you have learned and that which you are assured of. See, we are standing here today. I know I don't only know the word. I am assured of the word of God. And he said he'll not break his covenant or, or change one word that comes out of his mouth. He can't change it. For me to like it better, he can't change it. And right across the page in, in, in Psalms 89, right across the page is Psalms 91. Boy, you ought to know it by heart. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God. Under his wings will we abide. Amen. A thousand are going to fall at one side and 10,000 at your other side, but it shall not come near me. He will command his angels to watch over us. No weapon formed against us can prosper. No evil, no plague, no coronavirus can come nigh our tent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, we, he said, right across the page, 8934. You know, he, look at that, Jack. My covenant of love, I will never break, nor will I alter, change one word that comes out of my mouth. See, we live in a safe place. God, for his people, has always had a, a safe place. The best safe place was the Garden of Eden. It was a safe place. But sin entered, and we know we lost that place. But you know, God was working for another safe place, and it was called an ark. And it said Noah built an ark for the saving of his family. You know, and then we have the land of Goshen. Can you imagine living in the land of Goshen in Egypt, and you saw all this pestilence and stuff happening out there right across the line? Right across the line. Here's the boundary, and here's Goshen, and there's Egypt. And, and I'm here, and I'm looking, and I'm going, well, look what's happening to them. They can see it. Look, look what's happening out there. But nothing came near the children where they were. In the, said, Folks, we live, we live in that place if you're born again by the Spirit of God. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Listen to what I'm getting ready to say. The world is going to hell. There is, term, there is stuff happening. And, I, you know, we don't negate that people are out of work. They've lost their jobs. They've lost income. You know, that, that's a reality. But we have a greater reality. And God said we are going to get through this. And it's our faith that sustains us. And we say, God, you said you'll never alter one word. And you said, no weapon formed against me can prosper. You said that that coronavirus can't come near my house. You said in your word that by your stripes I am healed. You said you would provide all of my needs. You said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Folks, it's a great hour for the church. Come on now, it is a great hour. And you know the word, the, word says, the word says that the reason we have been given this hope, listen to me, 
the reason that we have been given this hope, this hope that, that we live in a safe place. We've been given this word that God is on our side, that God said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. We've been given that hope. But you know, if you read the rest of that sentence, it says we've been given that hope. So when someone inquires of you, why are you acting like this? I, I prayed the other day. I said, Lord, I want people envious, not of me, but of my God. Paul even said that. He said he wanted to make the Jews envious of this new life that he had in Christ. So the world says we're in a rough place, and we say we're in a blessed place. Amen. Amen. The world says we're going under, but we say, no, 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 no. We're going over. This is, let, let me tell you about our church and about our pastorate. I, I, I speak to several pastors. I had one call me last night wanting to know, are y'all having church? I said, yeah. But a lot of churches are letting off staff. A lot of churches have had to back off their giving. I, I, I just want to tell you something. Our, our, our pastor, Pastor Jack and Mary, uh, Mary Jean, Pastor Jack and Michelle and Mary Jean and me. This has been a month of giving. There are ministries that we support that are out there. They're first responders. And, and, and Jack decided, we give on a monthly basis. You, you help with your gifts and tithes and offering. You help give on a monthly basis. And this church, we're over the top. We lack, I'm telling you, we lack in no good thing. Because that does not affect us. That out there doesn't affect the way I love. That out there doesn't affect the way I give. That way that's happening out there doesn't affect my, my lifestyle. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever because Jesus said he's that way. But we have been able to send, I know at least to two ministries that are putting their lives on the line. We have been able to send them almost 10 times what we normally give them on a monthly basis. Come on now. That doesn't sound like a church that's in need. That sounds like a church that you see the outside doesn't affect. That, you know, for Mary Jean and I, it's crazy. We've been able to give more these last two months than we've ever given before. It just seems like, it just seems like we find some place to give some money. And I know several of you are too. I know several of you are doing that. That's the church. That's how we act in times like this. We're not hoarding, and we're not worried about the future. God, the future is in his church. The world is, uh, the, the, the church moves the world. Come on now. You know, we're not moved by the world. The world, you know, I, I shared this morning, uh, we obey the law. You know, you're, we're here today, sitting how we're sitting. Our, our staff we worked hours setting this up, turning chairs around upside down and two here and four here because we, we're going to obey the law. We're going to obey the law. The president, the governor, um, our mayor, and that other little girl. We're <laughs> Amen. You know, and, and we're doing the best that we can. Do you understand that? Because see, when Jesus said, if you'll honor your authority, then I'll honor I'll honor you. Now, the Lord spoke this to me when we were in the, in the other service. Everybody had a mask on. Now, the trick of the devil in the last days is to muzzle your mouth. 
This is just a precursor to that. But now some of you, it hasn't stopped you from talking. We just can't understand you as well as we did before. So we are going to honor. But when the government comes and says we can't talk, then we're going to honor God. You know, the disciples in Acts chapter 4, when they were mad at him because the man got healed at the gate beautiful, Paul and Silas, they just didn't like them. They beat them and they said, we got to let them go because we can't deny that miracles happen because of what they're saying. And so they went to him and they said, okay. He said, after they beat them, he said, okay, we're going to let you go, but you can't do this. You can't go out and talk in the name of Jesus. We don't care that you do miracles. You just can't do it in the name of Jesus. And they said, I'm really sorry, but we can only do what the Lord tells us to do. If the government ever comes and says we can't talk about Jesus, then we're going to go with Jesus. Amen. Let me pray over you. Father, we praise you this morning. Oh, we just thank you, Father. With the church, we're in a great place. We're in a great place, God. So you, you said you'd never leave us nor forsake us. Father, you said you're always with us. You're always helping us. You're always raising us up, Father. And you said it's our faith that's being built up in the things of God. So, Father, we praise you for today. We thank you, Lord, that we're, we're in this house. We're rejoicing. We're happy, Lord, because your word is sustaining us right now. And, Lord, for those that have lost jobs, for those that have, have lost income, Father, we just thank you, Father, that you make a way where there seemeth to be no way. So for that, we praise you, and we thank you, Father. We give you thanks for it today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. If you uh, have been affected by this in your job, would you stand? If you've been affected by this pandemic, I'm going to ask Steve Williamson to come. He's one of our elders, and uh, I'm going to ask him just to to pray over you, and uh, we're going to believe God for full restoration, manifestation, that this is going to be a, an opportunity for increase. I'm not telling you how to pray, <laughs> but just pray over him, Steve. Before I do, I'll just say, so I'm a, a retiree of Shell Oil, and Shell in the news uh, cut its dividend for the first time in 80 years. So all my Shell buddies are going, what does that mean? You know, Exxon and these other big old companies are doing the same thing. So when you see that, even a wealthy company, it makes, it puts fear in your heart. But we serve a God that is so much bigger than all of these things. So Lord, I'm just going to pray for everyone. Lord, we know that uh, you're, you uh, own the cattle on a thousand hills. We know that there is nothing that is not yours to touch, to bless, to prosper, to grow, to fertilize, and to all those things. So, Lord, we plant the seed of your promises. We read your word, and we, we stay firm on the foundation of your word because we know that your word gives us promises about prosperity and about health and about hope and all those positive things. You never have a plan for us that's disastrous. You have a plan that only looks up, and we don't look at the stock market. We don't look at our companies. We don't look at our neighbor. We don't look at anything that's, uh, and especially the media that has, that, that thrives on negative, disastrous news. We have to realize in our logical mind that that's just 
news to, to get people to watch and to make money. So they're making money, and we're, Lord, we're not going to listen to that negative thing, but we're going to believe the positive message of hope that you've instilled. It said, the, the word says that, that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit, and, and we'd have a peace that passes all understanding. So in these times when uh, the stock market's the worst it's ever been, or all prices are down, or whatever the thing is that affects these individuals here, Lord, and we hear about it, that we don't have that fear. Because the moment we have fear, we, we realize it's not from you, Lord. Because the Word says fear is not from God. And we know, Lord, that when we hear fear, we can cast it out and pray for the peace, your peace, your joy, your hope, Lord. We want that peace that passes all understanding. And that's the kind of peace that we stand in the middle of the, the biggest epi, uh, pandemic ever and the worst stock market ever, and we go, huh, it's going to be okay. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. That's, that's my attitude. It's going to be okay because I serve an almighty God. He is, as the song I sing sometimes, Amen. he's a great big God. Amen. And he's a little bitty devil. And, Lord, we just lift up all these individuals here and everyone that, uh, in the sound of my voice or even uh, later on in the recording, that is impacted by this, that you would restore everything the devil has stolen. Anybody that has been furloughed, furloughed will be brought back. Anybody that's been laid off will find a new job. Anybody that's been uh, court cut short on their salary for whatever reasons, that will be restored. And not just back to where they were, but above and beyond. Lord, as we stay faithful on your word, you never just say, here's the dollar you, you loan me and I'll give you a dollar back. You, we say, here's the dollar and you say, here's 10 back. Here's 100 back. Here's 1,000 back. Lord, we, we pray that every one of these uh, people and even our church, Lord, anything that's been stolen, any time, any talent, any treasury, any, any, even any people that are afraid of coming to church, all these things, Lord, that are done in fear, we pray for a restoration of Thank that, you, a restoration of hope and joy and peace and blessing and favor on everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, I'm going to ask you to be brave. Okay? This is, we're all friends in here, right? We're all family. If you have just been going through it and you have had it, you feel like if someone gets on your last nerve, we could, we could have a postal incident in, in here today. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to stand. God wants to minister to you. If that's you, come on. Don't be. Usually one comes and then like 50 others jump up after it. Now, you're welcome to stand up multiple times this morning. This is the no, no, we got all the time in the world. This is the no-blame zone. Come on. If this is attacking your mind, if this is attacking your sleep, if this is affecting you in adverse ways, if this is bringing anxiety and stress, and you're like, I just need somebody to pray. Come on. If you just need somebody to agree with you, there's an anointing here. I'm going to ask my wife to come to pray over you. And, but what I want you to do is I want you to purpose in your heart right now that you're not going to sit down the same. I need you to purpose that right now that as she prays over you and as she breaks this stuff off of you, that when you sit down, you're going to sit down in faith. And you're going to say, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Amen? 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody else, just reach your hands out towards these. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is here and he is for you. I just speak to every spirit of anxiety, every spirit of depression, every spirit of fear to come out of you and off of you and loose you and let you go in Jesus' name. I declare that we are anxious for nothing but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. We praise you right now, Lord, that, the, that you are able, Lord, to take care of everything that concerns us. We will be anxious for nothing, but we will pray and we will supplicate until it lifts and we will thank you. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. I just want to hear him, so I'm just listening to him. He actually said to step up higher because he wanted to get you, give you a visual of we're higher than the enemy. He's under our feet. So we are going to, in the name of Jesus, make sure that we are committed to submitting to God. Will you say with me, I submit to you, Lord. I submit to you, Lord. I resist the devil. I resist the and devil. He has to flee. And he has to flee. I am not at risk. I am not at risk. Because you're my Lord. Because you're my Lord. I'm essential. I'm essential. Because I'm a Christian. Because I'm a Christian. And I have taken. And I have taken. And been positively diagnosed diagnosed as having faith as having faith and my faith is in you my faith is in you and faith works you said that it's only possible to please you by walking in faith and you are a rewarder of him who seeks you i seek you today go to the root of all torment against my mind and show me how to uproot it and to place your word on it and to speak your word only. Again, I pray. No, again, I. You can, you can be listening. Again, I speak. You foul, unclean spirits of torment and fear, fear of the unknown, anxiety of what's to come. We resist you, and you have to go. You bow your knee and loose these people and let them go. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. There is no other name, and you will bow to that name. You will not torment these people. They will not be anxious or worried or fretful. They will not be filled with unknown fears. They will trust in you with all their heart, lean not on their own understanding. And every day when something comes, they'll say, no, I've told you to go, and I acknowledge God, and I invite you in, Lord. Be welcome here. I invite your presence. And he will direct your path and show you what to speak, what in the word to say, to resist the enemy, resist the enemy, resist the enemy, and he has to flee. Even if he comes back every morning and every night, you resist the enemy with the word of God, and he has to flee. I have commanded him to go, so he has to go right now. When you walk out this door, if he comes back, you resist the enemy with the word of God. You say, you go in Jesus' name. I'm submitted to God. Hallelujah. And you are not allowed to bother me. Hallelujah. I resist you in Jesus' name. You go in Jesus' name now. Amen. 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 Say this. The joy of the Lord, the of the Lord is, my is my strength. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, we can't do prayer at the end the way that I would like to, so we're trying to, trying to do it this way. Amen. Is there anybody in the healthcare or education fields?
Beth, stand up. Anybody else? Healthcare or Fatima? Absolutely. If you're a teacher, amen. Stand up. Stand up. Healthcare. Anybody in healthcare? What? What? Well, what's different about this group? This group is getting inundated every single day in their jobs about the worst case scenario of this virus. Every day, they're getting told that this is going to be going on for months and months and months and months. And they're being inundated because it's their job. They're having to sit under this. Amen? They don't have a choice. This is what's coming from their leaders. Amen? So if you don't mind, I'd just like to pray over you, if that's all right. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray specifically, Father, over this group of people. And God, you have anointed them and you have graced them for such a time as this. Lord, you were not surprised or caught unaware by this virus. That, Lord, you pre-planned, pre-ordained us to have everything that we were going to need before this thing even happened. So, Father, I pray right now, Lord, I pray over these teachers that are standing. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. I take authority over a specific spirit of fear that's trying to come in them and upon them. Father, I take authority of a spirit of division that would try to come between them and the children that they teach through fear. I take authority in the name of Jesus over the assignment of the enemy to, to spread more division, to bring more chaos, uh, uh, more danger into these classrooms than there needs to be in the name of Jesus. And we break it off, you, in the name of Jesus and I declare that you are now anointed, you are now carrying the light of the gospel in you, and when you go back to school, that you have a light in you, that these children are going to be so drawn to you, that the blessing of the Lord, it makes one rich and you add no sorrow to it. And Father, I just pray a hedge of protection around your health, around your safety, around the children that you come in contact with, your administrators, your principals, all the moving parts, Father. We plead the blood, Lord, over our children, over our schools, and over these teachers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, Beth, Beth is in the nursing field. She is front line dealing with this. Stretch your hands towards Beth. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over Beth. And Father, we decree that no weapon formed against her shall prosper, and any word spoken against her in judgment shall come to nothing, for such is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. Father, I pray angels surrounding Beth. I pray, Father, that Lord, even as she enters and walks in and out of this hospital where she works, uh, Father, that your favor goes before her. Father, I thank you, Lord, that one of the awesome things of the Holy Spirit is the sanitizing and sanctification process that he puts us through. I thank you, Lord, that anywhere that Beth's foot trods, that it is sanctified and sterilized in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that there's a light on Beth everywhere that she goes. That, Lord, any doorknob that she touches, any patient that she deals with, any bedpan that she cleans, any pieces of food that comes in contact with her, 
that, Lord, it cannot stand up to the blood of Jesus. That, Lord, that this sickness, illness, and disease can, cannot come nigh her dwelling. And that, Lord, that even now, Father, Beth's faith is growing more and more and more and more. Beth, I just see a light all over you. I just see a light all around you. I see the glory of God all over and around you as you are walking, even in your car. Just begin to worship and praise God because that's what you've been doing is you've been worshiping and praising God in your car. And you're producing an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit. And in that atmosphere of the Holy Spirit, as you are walking through and you are dealing with people and administrators, there's just going to be such a peace, such a joy. People are going to be drawn to you because there's such a why are you not nervous? Why are you why are you not why are you not why are you not why are you not and you just say I I'm I'm holding on to something. Man, there's a root. I mean, you've tapped into a, a well, Beth, that's deep under the ground. So, Father, I just thank you right now. And you know what? You're going to bring peace to your mother, too. You need to bring peace to Lee, okay? You just need to, Mom, everything's going to be okay. Amen. Everything's going to be okay, Mom. Everything's going to be okay. We are covenant children, and everything's going to be okay in Jesus' name. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Aren't you glad you came to church? I want to thank Robin and Steve. They have worked tirelessly uh, to get all this done. You know, when this happened, you know, I was like, I don't care if we have to wrap ourselves in cellophane, you know, and wear Darth Vader masks. We're going to have church. And so they did this so that we could have church this morning. Would you give them a big hand? Amen. I just want you to know that uh, the minute this started, that uh, the staff and the elders, and the elders in our church are the Williamsons and the Maddoxes, um, our staff are the Bouchards, the Riggs, the Pigeons, the Pigeons, Jonathan Doty, that we would do Zoom meetings every single day. And so every day at noon, we would get on Zoom and we would pray for you every single day. And we would meet and uh, we would talk and plan, and I just want you to know that this didn't just happen on its own. Amen? That this was put forth, uh, we believe, by the unction of the Holy Spirit to get us all back together. You know, as a, as a pastor, um, you know, there's nobody to call and say, so what did you do during your pandemic? <laughs> you know, it's not like we're, we're, there's no book. There is a book, it's the Bible, but there's no playbook on, well, what do you do, you know? And uh, so Michelle and I, we've just been crying out to God and praying together. And, and Lord, what's the best thing? My, uh, my job is to, I'm trying to meet everybody at your level of faith. Amen. I'm trying to meet you at your level of conscience. That's why we had the nine o'clock service for those that felt like they were at, at risk. And praise God, if that's where you are, I want you to be in that, that service. If you want to be in here, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. That's, that's up to you. I, I'm not here to tell you what to do or what not to do. But the, the, the purpose is, is that we want to meet each person where they are. I want to meet you where you are this morning. Amen? Maybe you're not ready to walk on water, but maybe you can move up a few seats in the boat. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Maybe you're not ready to take that big step and walk out there, but hey, pick up your stuff, move one seat closer to the opening to walk out on the boat. Amen? 
I'm going to be honest with you, I don't have a clue what I'm supposed to do right now. I have a lot of sermon, I have a lot of messages and stuff, but I just feel like we just need to minister to one another this morning, that you just need to be loved on and encouraged and, and told that everything's going to be okay. Amen? I cannot get away from Genesis 1.28. I cannot get away from it. And this is something that needs to be just burned into your brain. Amen? You always have to know this first. Angel, darling, love of my life, would you bring me those glasses right there? I pray for all you moms that have had all your kids and husbands home for six weeks. Oh, my gosh. Woo, we'll do marriage counseling. We're going to do a marriage thing when this is all said and done. Genesis 1.28, verse 27. So God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Amen. And, and this is the part. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt that before this virus, God blessed you. I want you to know that the very first thing that happened before anything ever happened in the world or in the earth, God blessed you. God blessed you. Now, we might have been born in the curse, but all I go back to is the very first. Get a picture of this. God creates Adam and Eve. And also get a picture that God, when he created Adam and Eve, he didn't say he didn't call them out of the earth like he did everything else. No, 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 no. He stopped. He created. He formed. He molded. He imparted all the wisdom, everything in him to produce Adam and Eve. They weren't just animals that he said will come forth. No, 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 no. He took time. Well, why are you telling me that, Pastor Jack? Because you need to know that you have value. You have got to know, first and foremost, that you are custom made, a one of a kind. There'll never be another one ever like you. They tell me that sometimes to make a, 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 a certain type of a car that they make a bunch of, they can crank them out in like hours with this assembly line, you know, to make a certain car that everybody has, that everybody drives. They get it on that assembly line, and in a matter of hours, they can produce a car. But man, if you want to make a, a Bentley, if you want to make a, a Royals Royce, it takes months of fine-tuning, of hand craftsmanship that goes into the making of these cars. They're not just assembly lined. You have to get a picture that you and I, we're not assembly lined. We are one of a kind, custom made, custom designed. They'll never, and I want you to get a picture of this. Even after God did that, as he molded you, as he blessed you, as he formed you, the first thing that they ever saw or they ever heard was, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. He didn't come in and say, I curse you. He didn't come in and say, I might be there some days. I play golf every other Thursday. I might not be there for you then. I might just show up sporadically for you. No, what he said was, is that I bless you. And what God blesses, it is irrevocable and it cannot be undone. 
You are blessed. You are empowered to prosper. You were created in God's rest at the end of the sixth day so that the beginning of your seventh day was God's Sabbath. He didn't create you on the first day. He didn't create you on the third day. He didn't create you on the fourth or fifth day. He waited. Get a picture of this. He waited till everything was done. See, God introduces himself to us by abundance. He created a garden. And in that garden was every tree, every animal, every fruit, everything. In that garden was everything that Adam and Eve, and there wasn't just one banana. There were groves, there were trees. There wasn't just one apple. There were thousands of apples. There was everything, gold was on top of the ground. Everything that God, that man was ever going to need, he had right there in the garden. God introduced himself to Adam and Eve with abundance and said, look at all that I have. When Jesus introduced himself to the disciples, they got every fish in the lake. He said, I am abundance. Here I am. Jesus' first miracle at Cana was a miracle of abundance. He didn't make one bottle of Boone's Farm for everybody. He made an abundance. Are you getting a picture of this? God introduces himself to man with abundance. Jesus went up on the mountains and he healed everyone. There was an abundance. Get a picture of this. The God of heaven who created you and blessed you created you for abundance. Now look, what we're going through right now is like tribulation light. This is just like tribulation light. It's not true tribulation. For maybe for some that it is, but I'm saying there's food on the shelves, there's water, toilet paper. Who has all the toilet paper? I would like to know that right now. Somebody's going to be selling it on eBay before too long, but who's got all the, oh, all right, hand sanitizer. Yeah, I'm ready for some double ply again. I don't know about you, but two ply would be the favor of God in my house. Thank you, Lord. This is tribulation light. This is, we've had some, I'm a pigeon and I feel like I've been caged. You know, literally. And I don't like it. I have not enjoyed it. I have not. It's, it's just, there's just a whole different thinking process that goes into this right now about planning and food. And, you know, you can't watch the news because the news is telling you everything that's, it's, it's yeah, that it's never going to get any better and it's going to flare up again. And, you know, I just turn it off. Amen. When the true rapture of the church takes place, when we hear that trumpet and Jesus appears in the clouds and we meet him in the clouds. Amen. True tribulation is going to start in the earth. 
And this little couple of months that we were inconvenienced, and I don't want to downplay it. You know, I, my beautiful daughter Emily, you know, she's our first child to, to graduate from college. And uh, she, uh, she finished her senior year in her bedroom. And she finished all of her classes online and took her last final and all that. Now, we are blessed that ORU is going to do a, a graduation in the 1st of August. So we will get to go up there. She'll get to do her cap and gown and the whole nine yards. Amen? You know, let me, just, let me just say this. Anybody that had something stolen from you in the midst of this, one of those milestone things, whether it was a, a class or a, or, or a trip or something like that, God's going to restore that. Amen? But you're going to have to use your faith. You're going to have to believe God that this will not be stolen or taken from you. I mean... There, I mean, I've been involved in Little League Baseball for years. And, um, I mean, entire seasons, Little League World Series just got canceled. And, uh, you know, and these are kids that you, you have to be 12 years old to be on these teams. And I'm just saying, there's just some big milestone things that people are dealing with and overcoming. And I just want to prophesy over you that God will restore everything that's been stolen from you. Amen? God is a God of abundance. Amen? Abundance. God is a God of blessing. I'm so glad that Thomas is in the Bible. I'm so glad that he's there because Jesus makes this comment, and and this is for everybody that's in here. Thomas, blessed is he who still believes and yet doesn't see. Has anybody in here seen Jesus today? You're blessed. Amen? Yet you still believe. Right? We're here today because we believe Jesus. We're here today because we're born again, we're spirit-filled, and we love God, yet I don't have to see Him to believe. Therefore, the Bible said, Jesus said, I'm blessed. Amen? So as you are walking around today, just remember that God is a God of abundance, that God um, has blessed you, And the only person that can stop you from being blessed is you. You have to renew your mind to the way that God thinks and the way that God thinks about you. Amen? Amen. Well, we're going to receive an offering as we are ending this morning. So glad that you came to church today. So honored and blessed that you came to church. Now, listen to me. We've got to do things a little bit differently today. Uh, There will be an offering receptacle in the back of the room. I'm going to have to dismiss you kind of individually. Um, Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to congregate in the foyer. We're just going to ask you that once we dismiss you kind of individually, that if you would go ahead and, and head out to the parking lot for us, we are going to endeavor to sanitize and get everything ready for next Sunday. That's why we're not doing a Tuesday night right now, um, just so that we can be a blessing and get everything ready for next Sunday. Did you enjoy coming to church today?